Welcome to the Ransom House Podcast. I'm your host, James Ransom, and today I have with me Davis Brody, who is a member of the Ransom House team. Actually, the only member of the Ransom House team. But I just wanted to talk to him a little bit about what made him want to come from his previous brokerage over to Compass, and also what in the hell motivated him to actually decide to work with me. So I'm going to let him take over, give a quick little introduction, uh, and a little bit about his real estate career. So should I answer those in order? Uh, kind of do what you want. So originally I came over, oh, sorry, my name is Davis. Uh, I've been a realtor for probably like 15 years and then full-time for the past five or four or five. So when I first started out um, coming back from another job in real estate in the past four years, I decided to join a team just to gain some experience and to get mentored, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's learn, what I did. Learn from someone and from advice I've I received from uh, a few other people in the industry. It was like, go to a busy team so you'll, you'll jump in headfirst and you'll learn it without any downtime or any slow periods. Were there any drawbacks for you doing it that way? Um, well, there's always pluses and minuses with anything. Uh, do I regret going there? No, absolutely not. Would I do it again? Yes. But were there drawbacks? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, just because I did the same thing. And every time someone asks me, hey, I'm getting into real estate. I have my license test coming up. Um, where do you recommend I start? I always say join a team. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't change that answer to anybody. And I don't think I'd change. I just feel like when I did it, um, once you do that and you find that comfort zone with that team, it almost makes you kind of hold on a little bit too long. I feel like I waited and I left probably six months to a year after I should have. I definitely did that in my old job. Uh, so I af- I got my real estate license in community college. Then I went on to university. And after university, I was like, oh, I need two years work experience to go back for an MBA. So I went, I ended up moving to Canada and working up there. And I was like, okay, two years. And then I'll go back to do an MBA. And seven years later I came back so I just got comfortable (laughs) and stayed and then when I got back that's when I got full-time into real estate you don't feel like you stayed at your first team a little bit too long probably not I wasn't there that long I was probably there a year and a half okay yeah that's like a good amount of time but you and I had a few conversations of when to leave and I remember you talking about don't wait too long if you're ready leave when you're ready and to me joining the team was always a stepping stone I never wanted to stay it was always start at the team then go out on your own or start a new team with someone else or move to a different team it was always a temporary thing so I think when you just when you kind of said to me like don't stay too long I was thinking like have I learned everything I can learn here? Is it on to the next from here? And Yeah. I don't remember giving you that advice, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> uh, I've talked to a few people. And I mean, my, I guess, uh, advice to most people is just like, it's hard when you go to a team and you have to give a percentage of your commission away. And so like, if you have a couple that are on the books and you're running through escrows, like it almost seems like there's never a good time to leave a real estate team to go out on your own because then you have to then give your new brokerage a percentage of those sales on top of giving the split back to the old brokerage and the old team. And so however many deals you have, it's like, 
you end up getting paid a little bit less on those. So I always recommend like, hey, make sure you're talking to clients. And if they're a couple months out, like maybe use that as your opportunity. And yeah. wait till a slow spot so you can just cut ties, move on, then everything moving forward with your new business is going to be all directed back to your new team, new brokerage, or yeah, whatever you decide I, to do. When I made the decision to leave, I kind of put a date on it, but I told myself it would be financially motivated. So if there was a dead time or nothing in the pipeline, I was going to leave then. Or if something came up that it was more beneficial to me to leave than to stay for whatever I had in the works. Yeah. And that's actually what ended up happening. So I ended up getting a bigger sale and I would have made more money on my own. So I, I walked away from a listing and then I started showing those clients property and moved on from there. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you just got to do that, bite the bullet, lose that one listing because then you have like so many opportunities to then get, if you're on a team paid, you know, for the most part, twice as much from a lot of what I've heard of different team splits are. Yeah. Yeah, mine was uh, half. Yeah, that was pretty close right there with you. And they paid marketing and uh, that. I Yeah, it, w it was fine at the time. It was, like I said, it was never a, a for sure I'm going to stay forever thing. So I was okay with that. It, to yeah. me, it was like starting a new job. And it's like, okay, we're going to start you here and try you out. And as you grow, you'll get raises. So part of my raise was leaving. Yeah. I mean, I've always kind of thought that's a really bad business plan if you're a team leader because I felt that way. I've known so many people. Eventually, you feel like you're giving so much money away. When you learn and you're not an equal agent to the person that leads the team, they're always going to have maybe a little bit more experience. But when you get pretty close, you're just like, explain to me again, why am I giving half of my check away? You don't even know who I was working with. You couldn't even tell me what address I just closed on. That's where people I start to feel like have that resentment with the team they're on. Like, do you think that that's going to change moving forward in the real estate industry? It's like, I know my agreement with you is no commission. Um, you bring value by giving me leads if you don't feel comfortable quite stepping out at certain price points or different areas that I may be more knowledgeable about. And I have you do the same for me. And like, it's a mutually beneficial thing. And together, our volume is able to compete with some of the bigger teams. But at the same time, you get like that customized you know, yeah, personal it, experience. To me, I, I think of it more like like a traditional team setup with us. Like we're giving each other referrals, but we're not splitting it because it all comes around at, at some point or the yeah. other. So it doesn't really make sense to do it that way. And our checks stay big. Yeah. Which is so I see most team members... Like when you get those people that are like, hey, I really don't like showing people or I really don't like doing this. I really like the paperwork side. And those people usually tend to gravitate towards being like more office managers and TCs. Like those are the people you're going to keep on a team forever. The go-getters, they're never going to stay because eventually it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, and I feel like that's it's isn't a that lot why of you, work. Isn't that why you get your real estate license? It's yeah. like I want to work for myself. Yeah, but I, I feel like there's there's certain setups. There has to be. I mean, I don't know of any personally, but what I want to do is I want to create a system where the person can grow as much as possible with me or with Compass or with whatever brokerage or team they decide to. Like, I feel like there's a way to make it mutually beneficial so you're not constantly having that rotation, having to train new agents on how to do things your way, how to brand. And, you know, it's a lot learning a listing. Yep. Or like how to at least pitch yourself when you move companies. Like tech's totally different. The company history where they excel in 
you know, branding at certain price points or certain neighborhoods. Like you just have to learn everything else to present yourself in a better light to your listing appointments. Yeah. So it's got to be tough with that constant turnover of having to hire new agents because your good agents that have been there for a while are taken off to go make money somewhere else. And a lot of teams like the traditional team where you have one team leader that's collecting the, the most or majority of the commission and then they're passing off leads maybe to someone else. Typically on those teams, the people that stick around are just, they kind of need that handheld, but they yeah. also are willing to do whatever that person says. So kind of the relationship we've built here is to me, it's different. It's like, cause I know how I envisioned my business from the start. And I think we were on the same page and that was part of the reason I came here because I don't feel I had that same connection on my last team. Yeah. It was more. I understand how you run your business and while I work for you, I, I can go along with that, but there's certain things I would like to do personally that are different than yours. And when it's your company, it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go there. I guess we know where you've been. We know where you're at right now with me. Like, where do you see yourself in five years in the real estate industry? Um, broker ever? No, no never going to be a people manager. No, <laughs> no. And I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> to me, real estate was always just kind of to get, so the reason I got my license, I was like 18. I was like, okay, I don't want to rent a house. And if I don't want to rent a house, I better, and if I do have to rent a house, sorry, I better know the rules for it. So I was like, I'll get my real estate license. I need a elective credit anyway. So I got it. And now it's more using it to my end goal, I guess, would be to invest in real estate. And I like physical assets. So like, I'm not big on stocks and trading like that. But if I could invest in real estate, that's where I would see myself going. And this, someone once told me, (laughs) another realtor, he's like, we just got in the business to be first in line. Yeah. And he's kind (laughs) of right, because that is where I see myself going is more owning property, but I need to use what I can do here to get there. And I'm not going to stop this just because I own property. That's just, that's the evolution of where it's going. Makes sense. I think, I feel like a lot of people go there. I personally know a few realtors that it's like they do their business, but then they get a lot of their income from finding those deals, purchasing themselves, doing quick flips or little remodels. And then, I mean, not only are you making the commission or in that aspect, I guess it doesn't matter. You can all take the commission out. Yeah. Or at least, depending on what brokerage you're at to me that would be more my 401k like i I don't think i want to get into the development side i think i more want to buy and own and rent and that's just that's the retirement and the consistent income single families or multi-unit we'll get there when we get there or a mix i think we'd have to start like uh with single family i'm like i would looking right now in other areas and maybe looking at like airbnbs and resort towns for now but no, eventually I think multi-unit because they're easier to manage. Right. And on the whole vacancy issue too. With but single families, it's like you do get the benefit of probably growing a little bit more appreciation over time if you're in a nice city, yeah. something coastal. So it's kind of like the give and take for me. It's like, do I want that solid bank account that's going to slowly grow and appreciate more over time? Or do I just want the residual income right now at a higher cap rate for multi-unit? Yeah. And so obviously I think most savvy investors are going to say, do both. But yeah. I, I have clients where they'll only buy single family. Yeah. And it's just, it's a pride of ownership thing. They don't want to have apartments. 
and they just like how it looks. They like having a fact that one of those houses could then be turned into a primary primary resident at some point if they have a single story and they're currently living in a two story. Yeah, and and I think the mentality too is most of the people I know that rent single family are more hands-on landlords. Yeah. Whereas multi-unit people are like send it off to a management company and like I know people that have never been to their buildings ever. They haven't even seen them. They bought them out of state. Yeah. Never showed up. Don't care who's living there. They just want to see the check clear. To me, I would be I want a little bit more of a mix because like I said, like if I was going to do that, I can buy stocks. Right. So I would like a little more hands on. But I think speaking of the team directly like that will never stop. It's just more the retirement and the stable income. Yeah. Just to keep it going. Okay. So the fuck is that? Is that a train? Yeah, they just put it. It runs to downtown. Is it the old blue line? Or yeah. Shit that used to go through Pacific Ranch? Yeah. God damn it. I, <laughs> the, I love and hate <laughs> this location. Okay, so I hired you because I've done a couple little things in Naples. You grew up and you around Huntington Harbor. Your parents are living there still. And I feel like even though I spent time there, closest I've lived is I bought my first condo on Bulls Chicken Warner. So I know enough about it from riding boats around, but just like the formal aspect to me, like knowledge is everything. You want to go in on a listing appointment and you really know that area. You just have such a benefit over a lot of the other realtors. And so I didn't want to split myself up and try to be someone who memorizes everything about Newport, Huntington, Costa Mesa, Long Beach. So the plan was bring an expert in for each area. As soon as someone kind of in that geographic farm maxes out on how much they can actually learn and understand about a community wherever you hit that border hire the next person to be the expert in that specific area so those are the two areas that i think you know really well i mean with speaking with you you obviously know a lot more than i do uh, what brought you up to long beach and then also how'd you learn so much about huntington harbor the team actually so the team i joined was based in naples so when I joined, a lot of the leads we were getting were from open houses. So you're sitting two, three days a week at a vacant house in, I would say 90% of my open houses were in Naples specifically. So I learned that area very well, but then from meeting people at open houses, they're like, oh, we're actually looking at Belmont Shore or Sunset or Seal Beach. And then you end up branching out from there, but that was kind of where it started okay. and grew from there. And then Huntington Harbor, it's, I grew up in boats and lake boats mostly, but then when my parents moved to the harbor, they got a Duffy right away. And I think in high school I had the little dinghy and uh, I would cruise around the harbor all the time yeah. and just drive around. So I know the, the different channels and the different areas very well by the water side. I don't actually know them as well driving because i'm typically in the water <laughs> yeah. i mean that makes sense so if anyone's looking for a house in the harbor we can go by boat well, <laughs> i feel like you're gonna get the buyers that just want to kill time and drink champagne driving around the harbor like hey i want to go check out this five mil <laughs> that works too main channel come <laughs> can hang you out. come pick me up <laughs> yeah for sure i'll be at pelican isle oh <laughs> uh, i might not pick up there it's different clientele i think but is that, that's where we met to talk about teams and yeah, moving because brokers, Compass right? was upstairs at the time. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was the worst office in, on earth. And there was nothing there at the time because it was all Peter's Landing was being developed. So it yeah. was the only open restaurant. Yeah, Compass and Pelican Isle. 
Yeah. God, we're classy. Well, now there's go- <laughs> now there's Golden Road. Um, there's a new barbecue place there. They've they've developed that area like probably three or four times since they first de- built it, but um, it never seems to catch on. Yeah. But this time, like even with COVID and everything, the crowds are big. Like you, it's two hour I've, wait. I've been at there since Golden COVID. Road. Yeah, it's nice. They have a nice little outdoor area. I feel like it just wasn't structured well before. Yeah, and, and there's a Freedom Boat Club, so you can join and be a member and take a boat out, like, I don't know, like twice a month or whatever your membership is. So all the slips are full. Like, it's constantly bringing people down to go fishing or just cruise around the harbor. Yeah. It seems a lot more lively than it ever was down there. Well, that's uh, good for real estate. Let's yep. just hope it continues. And uh, I don't know how to word this in a good way, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Things start to turn over in the harbor. I feel like we're coming up a lot of, you know, houses being built in the 50s and 60s. It's like now's the time where you start to see the newer generations moving in. And um, the harbor's definitely going through a, a change. Yeah. Looks, looks, le- <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> renovations and new home builds going on. Like I can think of like over a dozen brand new builds happening right now so there's a lot of construction going on in the harbor so i think it's going to look different in the next five ten years well as prices go up as well we should get our ass to work and uh help the area appreciate yeah Um, anyway charlie where were we at time 20 okay we're done uh yeah yeah we're done uh davis thank you for being a last minute sit-in um, this is all kind of new. Hopefully, we can start scheduling and get our little template ironed out to where this becomes a little bit more smooth. Anyway, um, I didn't have to come that far. We're in the office. And you had to move like 12 feet. So thanks again for joining us. And uh, if you're a business owner in Huntington Beach or if you work in the real estate industry and you'd like to be on the podcast, I'm just trying to inform people on different areas different businesses if you're local i'd love to help promote you and what you're doing in this community and if you're in real estate i think it's very important if we bring in a couple different professionals to explain how certain aspects of real estate transactions work so if you're interested contact me Um, thanks for having me